Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Book of Alicia, where we talk about womanhood, motherhood, wifeyhood, and everything in between. I may not know everything, but I know some things, so we're going to talk about some things, okay? I am your host, Alicia, and I'm ready to dive into some things today. But first, let me start off by sharing with you ways you can connect with me on social media. You can follow me at the Book of Alicia on Instagram, as well as like my Facebook page, The Book of Alicia. You can also follow me on my blog at www.aliciashavon.com. That's www.aleshashevon.com, where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts, as well as purchase books I've authored and shirts I have available online. So are you guys ready for this episode? Let's get it in. Okay, you guys, so for the next several weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you conversations with awesome women of purpose. I was honored to have interviewed 21 of the 28 authors who were part of the 28-day devotional, The Purpose in My Pain, with a visionary author, Dr. Tamiko Hall. So I'm going to be doing something a little different for the next few episodes. I will share not one, but two conversations with the ladies of the devotional. So yes, you will be getting the pleasure of getting two interviews in one episode on the podcast. So stick around, y'all. Let's get it in. Okay, you guys, so I got two more lovely ladies for you, Maya Foster and Brandy Nicole Wallace, who's going to be spitting a little knowledge to you guys on today's episode. So first up, it's going to be Maya. Let's get it in. Okay, so it's Alicia with the Book of Alicia podcast, and today I am continuing the Discovering the Purpose in Your Pain um, series with the authors of the 28-day devotional, visionary author, Dr. Tamika Hall. So today I have, who's going to be sharing with us her story, Mia, sorry, not Mia, Maya Foster. <laughs> she's going to be sharing her her um, her story and discovering the purpose in her pain. Now, she's not going to give you too much of her chapter because we want you guys to go out and read the book. But she's going to share with you um, discovering the purpose in her pain or her experience and her journey with um, creating the creating the devotional and working with the other authors in this anthology. So I'm going to go ahead and have her introduce herself to you guys. And she's going to give you a little bit of who she is, um, why she decided to be a part of the project, and how you can reach out to her if you want to purchase a copy of the book from her and follow her on social media. So go ahead, Maya, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hello. So my name is Maya again, like Alicia said. Um, it felt like Mia, so that's that happens a lot. People tend to call me Mia, but um, it's Maya Foster. And I decided to jump on this project because God had been, you know, telling me that I'm supposed to be writing for years. He would say, you know, pick up the pen and write. And of course, I had some self-doubt. Um, and so I kind of contemplated, I went back and forth. And so when um, Tamika had posted the prompt to, or the invitation to um, hop on this project, I was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm gonna say yes. And so I took that as a green light, like, okay, here I am. And so um, if you wanna connect with me, you can connect with me on Facebook. Um, it's Maya, M-I-A, Foster, like foster care. And um you can connect with me on IG at iConductor. And so if you want to uh, purchase the book, you can either inbox me on either platform. And then I have a website too that I can talk to you about um, a little bit as we move forward with the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So go ahead and just share a bit of your story and discovering, discovering the purpose in your pain. What was your experience that you want to kind of share with the audience? Um, so I'm on this journey where God is teaching me what love actually is. And I think we've all had this innate desire to be accepted, to be wanted and to be protected. And so um, growing up, I feel like um, I was learning a little bit about what love is backwards. And so everything I thought I knew about love was completely wrong. It was toxic. And a lot of the time, um, I think that 
Um, we think that love is this ride or die perception, like that I must put up with pain, mm. abuse, or neglect, you know, just to get love. And so that's what I was doing. And then I labeled that love. So I was completely wrong about that. And um, so that's where I'm at. I'm just, I'm just relearning what love is. Um, at what point did you, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you're good. At what point did you realize that, okay, this cannot be the correct definition of what love is? <laughs> like what, at <laughs> what point did you realize this may be a little toxic? Let me tell you something. Like, I'm so glad that you asked me that because I was like at rock bottom. I was at rock bottom. I had just got out of a, another. So this has been a cycle for me of toxic, um, um, abusive relationships, toxic relationships, um, however you want to put it. And so when I finally had had enough and, you know, stopped running from God, he said, the love that you're looking for, you're only going to get from me. And I had been looking for it everywhere, whether it was in stuff, whether it was in people, whether it was in men and things of that nature. And um, so that's a little bit what I talk about um, in my chapter. And I think that, honestly, my false perception of what love was, you know, came from my upbringing of, you know, how I saw my parents or the relationship that I have with my parents or my step parents. And um, they kind of showed me what not to do. And this is not to, um, you know, judge them or, mm. or, or tear them down or anything like that. This is just me speaking in my truth that, you know, I, I just learned from them the backwards way. And so we do that sometimes. We, we learn what not to do rather than what we ought to do or what it actually is. And so I began to look for that. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because a lot of women have that story. A lot of women have the story of looking for love in the wrong places because they were never really given examples of what love looks like. And Absolutely. yeah, and I think we always know what not to do, but we still end up finding ourselves in those situations where we're like, okay, now I know this, this can't be it, but we still end up finding ourselves in those situations because we don't think to, like you say, you look for it at everything else. You don't think to seek God for, okay, God, what is love? And I remember, um, I remember being like maybe I'm I'm 37 now. I remember being like my early 20s and mm -hmm. um reading, you know, the love is blind. What is sorry, not love is blind, love is patient, love is kind, uh scripture. And I remember yes. reading that over and over and still not getting it. <laughs> like, Listen. That I'm was like, me too. It can't that be that simple. Too. Like love is like, you know, it it was I remember. I don't know if I asked somebody what love was or if I was having a conversation about what love was and they referenced mm -hmm. the scripture. Well, it's in the Bible. I'm like, yeah, but it's not really saying what it is. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Like, what does that look like for me? Yes. Okay. And that was, that was me too. Cause let me, let me just say this. I thought, and I don't know if it's just me, but I'm going to be real honest like I thought love was attention I thought love was affection I thought mm -hmm. love was sex like I, I really thought that you know because you know that's that's what I saw and it's not to say you know my parents and, and my family members and different ones didn't say I love you but you know we think love is you know relationship we think love is you know, the ultimate love is like marriage or whatever, but it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. You know, he breaks down the characteristics of, yes. you know, the character you need to have in love. Yes, that's what And I did not, yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that at all until just recently. Like you, I read the scripture too, the, the love chapter, love is patient, love is love kind. Is but mm. as I was writing you know, and, and going through purpose week, when we launched the book and stuff like that, God began to show me more and more what love is, what it looks like. Cause at first, when he said to me, the only love you're going to get to me, I mean, get, um, that you're looking for is from me. I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, okay. 
And what and does that look like? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because we want this tangible thing. Yeah. We want this the thing. We want the love that we can we can feel, we can touch. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. we're getting it. You know, we're we're hearing it all the time. And, I, and so I was just like, okay, like I I fear, you know, the unknown. And if anybody's anybody like me. I be trying to control the narrative, trying to control the situation. So I couldn't fathom, you know, how God was going to show me this love. Because again, I was looking for a man. I was looking for love from people. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, he going to show me this love. He going to show me through a man. He going to show me this love. He going to show me through people. Like, no, God is able to show you his love through him and nobody else. Yeah. Now, whether he decides to use people, that's up to him. He can do it th- that way too. But I think, you know, God wants to understand, wants us to understand like love comes from him. And um, that's just where I'm at. Like, I'm yeah. starting to get that. Wow. Like, God, you, you do love me. You know, you do see me, you know, your son really did die for me. And you really sent him like, it's becoming real for me. God's love is becoming real for me. So yeah, yeah, and and it's funny because I had to look at it too as um. What I remember even writing about this um, what does love look like even when you're looking at um how you love on yourself because mm. you look at the scriptures and it's saying you know it describing the characteristics of love. Well, are you doing those things to yourself? You know what I mean? Like, are you patient with yourself? Are you kind? Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? So like, I had to um, really, really sit back on that as well, because a lot of the, a lot of the times um, we have, we have trouble. I mean, we may be loved and we don't realize it because we're having trouble loving on ourselves. And when you're having trouble loving on yourself, sometimes even it's hard to accept when people are loving you, you know what I mean? Because you don't even know what that looks like because you're not even doing it yes. to yourself. And I had to do that um, for me to watch how I, like watch how I speak to myself, like watch mm-hmm. how I treat myself, you know, watch how, you know, the things that, the things that I, I, um, I give to myself. And I would look at, like, I would talk, that crazy negative things to myself or you know saying yes. you know saying like you know making myself feel like I'm not good enough or I'm I'm lacking in this area like all the conversations I would have with myself that wasn't love like I had to really really sit back and think what am I telling myself as well and I think that comes from connecting with God too because if you read the scripture then you read like how he sees us okay if he sees us like we were talking about it on the um girl you're on a girl chat right we were, we were talking on yeah. the girl chat when she was saying you know how he sees us, you know, as masterpiece when she's coming from Ephesians 2 and 10, you know, he's, we're, yes. his we're his handiwork. So if he has, if he's like, if we're his handiwork, why can't I seek to see myself as that as well? And I think that kind of goes with connecting with God. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna fully see love on yourself or love who you are until you connect with him and see how he's made you and why he's made you the way that he's made you. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow listen like even that I had to like I had to check myself like how are you treating yourself are you loving on yourself yeah yeah that's that is really good um man I don't even know where to go with this conversation because it's just like wow was you was you in my post today like (laughs) did you see what I posted oh Um, no what'd you post so, so I talked about um Elroy, which means it's the name of God and it means the God who sees. Mm-hmm. And so I just been digging into that, like, okay, that's not where I started, but that's where I ended up. And so he just let me know, like, he sees me. He sees me. He knows all about what's going on with me. He knows what I think. He knows my situation like he sees me and that's ultimately a lot of the time when we're looking for uh for love is just like does anybody notice me you know like hello you know I I want to be accepted I want to be nurtured and so like I also want to go back to what you said about you know it goes back to how are we are we treating ourselves 
with love. You know what I mean? Do we know how to love ourselves? And so God, that's what God is teaching me now in my singleness to, to love myself and to love him. And so we heard it before the way we show people how to love is love us. Um, we, it, it's how we love ourselves that we are the example for how people love us. And yeah. so with me, yeah. So with me, I had low self-esteem. I didn't have the boundaries. Um, I was going for anything. I, I wasn't honoring myself, my body. I wasn't even honoring my emotional data, like in my moral compass. That lets me know that, you know, whatever I'm accepting, like this isn't it. This is not acceptable. You know, whether it is, you know, toxicity, how I'm talking to myself or how I'm allowing somebody else to treat me and talk to me and walk over top of me. And so I wasn't being responsible for what I allowed myself to engage in or go through or who I was connected to. And because of that, I held myself in this condemnation, like, and I think that that's where my devotional segment comes in. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of challenge the reader to think about how they respond to emotional hurt, you know, mm -hmm. how they'll maintain healthy relationships and, you know, um, to evaluate the most important relationship, which is with God, yeah. you know, he shows us that love doesn't hurt because it, it comes from him. And that's just, I can't express it enough. That's the journey that I'm on. Like, it's just so, it's so phenomenal. It's so amazing. It's so, it's so great. It's so good just to be falling in love with God. Like, yes. And then it's crazy because you, once you get that, you'll start definitely recognizing what's not. And a lot of the people, a lot of the things that you come in contact with, or you find yourself in the mix of, if it ain't looking like what you've been seeing, you kind of, it's easy for you to decipher, uh-uh, this is not, this is not for me. It doesn't look yeah. like, you know what I mean? And before it was even, a, you know what I've noticed with, when, when my experience with that as well, even if I knew it didn't seem right, or like there was like red flags, I would oh, make like excuses or we'll say like find some type of way to overlook well it ain't red red it's like wow it's a faded red it's like a little pink that's the truth you know what i mean like girl, you like you knew me girl, you knew me because i feel like we i feel like a lot of women have experienced that that looking for love wanting to experience it wanting to, wanting to see it but in the wrong places and god gives us signs from the beginning he shows us yes. this is not it, but we think we looking for something else, or like you said, something tangible. And because our our idea of what it is 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 flawed, we overlooking all these signs. And he show us like he's he like I look I look back on a lot of the red flags and you know relationships and stuff like that, and I'm mm -hmm. all like, okay, at least it was right there in your face, and you sitting here overlooking it thinking it, it ain't red flag it's pink it's it's you know it's faded it's it's all right I, I can overlook this I can deal with this and now wow. you know when you start to experience like you say love and God's showing you who you are and you know how he sees you and how in love he, how in love he is with you you can look at those things now and say you know what that ain't like that ain't it that's not it doesn't even feel right it doesn't even look right why am I even going to try to make this work you know, right. so I think a, right. a journey that a lot of women um, have to go through. And I feel like a lot of women are going through it. And it's it's because we I don't know if it's because we're emotional people. I don't know. I, I mean, I, guys could go through it as well. I, I don't have those conversations with males, but I do see it a lot in us and us, um, you know, having to revisit what love is and what it looks like. And the only way you can get that is by connecting and seeking God and just understanding what he wants from you and how he sees you so girl I completely I, I can connect wow. with you I get what you're saying I completely, <laughs> completely I could just listen I could just throw this device right now because I'm like listen guy you gave her some insight like listen yes because I um oh go ahead oh okay um I was just gonna say, like, when you talked about, you know, it's a, it's, it's not, it's not really red. It's just, it's just a little pink. And, and I think, 
you know what? We see what we want to see sometimes. Yes. yes. And and we and we get deadlocked. That'd be our focal point. Us, our perspective, and we don't go to God and 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 ask him because we're afraid he's gonna say no. no. Mm-hmm. And sometimes his no is necessary, like to keep us from being connected to the wrong person or people and things of that nature. But honestly, I think that's what it is with us women. Yes. Yes, we are super emotional, but you know what? We're also like, we have this need to want to control the narrative. And so we we get it deadlocked. Like we see what we want to see and then we rehearse that, okay? We like, we we take something and we run with it. You ever met somebody be like, oh, oh, this might be my husband. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and, then you, and then you take that thought and then you just run with it and the mm-hmm. whole time like, that's not even your. That's not even your husband. Did that's you not your husband. You try, and you trying to father. make him fit that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that part. That part. You try yes. to make it fit, right? And then, because this was me, I'm trying to change the people. I'm trying to change the people. Trying to be their savior. Like God. Like no, that's not it. And that's manipulation. That ain't love either. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I um okay. no, I've been my husband and I've been married for um it'll be 12 years this year. And I remember um because he was so different from what I was used to, mm-hmm. it was hard for me to accept like nice things. <laughs> it was hard oh, for me wow. like, you know, to be like, um, is this real? Like this can't be this can't even, you know, even after getting married, as I had to do a lot of unlearning because certain yeah. things I just wasn't used to and I had to like you really sit back and think okay I kind of going back to understanding what the characteristics of love like I had to understand mm-hmm. my ideas of what it was was flawed and now I have someone who's you know showing characteristics and I don't even know how to handle it because <laughs> I was so I was I was like comfortable in my dysfunctional stuff and then when I yes you know what I mean when I wasn't necessarily um, dealing with that anymore, it, it took me to even adjust to that because we'd be so long in like the stuff that's not right that you, even though it's not right, you're comfortable in it. And then when you actually out of it, you have to learn how to now be comfortable in the right thing and be comfortable in the right, you know, the, the, what, how it's supposed to be. So yeah, it is, it, it's a lot of learning, unlearning and seeking God for God, <laughs> for guidance just so absolutely stay aligned and you know what he has for you and what he wants for you so yeah girl I ain't see your you just um. (laughs) yeah you just in my process that that's you just all in my process and 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 that is definitely what God is doing with me teaching me learning some things unlearning uh the toxic behaviors and like even you know what I'm glad you said that because sometimes it honestly was my fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it definitely again, like I don't know if I said this before, but this is something I was thinking about. Like it definitely was my fault just because of what I settled for and not, you know, being not being receptive to what Holy Spirit or what God was actually yeah. showing me, yeah. you know, not, not accepting it and, and, and just saying, okay, God, you know, you would never steer me wrong. Yeah. You know, um, it's just amazing. Like God is really, he is reshaping me. Like he is retraining me up. Like who would have thought that you could be, you know, and it's what it's re-raised yeah. no but it's a decision yeah. we have to make like we have to make we have to be responsible for our decisions our thought process and surrender mm-hmm. that to him like okay my thoughts are wrong you know there's some things that I I'm not understanding there's some things I'm not getting right and God you just need to help me with this and I like what you said you have to surrender to the Holy Spirit and like not ignore the nudges that we you know that we're experiencing sometimes I don't think I don't think we realize that that's what it is 
yes about our yes day, you know and just thinking you know and it, you might you might get that nudge or you might get like something that's trying to to um what's the word I guess get your attention mm -hmm. but you don't mm -hmm. you don't you don't surrender to it yep and that's what I and I and that's another thing that I really touched on the fact that we we do that. We get all we get all the red flags. We get all the signals, and we blatantly ignore them sometimes because we we're not trying to hear that. We like I said, we see what we want to see when we're looking for what we want to look for. When God is telling us all along, so I mean, ultimately, I really just I really just want people to open themselves up to God's love, open themselves up to what he's speaking to them. You know what I mean? Like he gives us, he gives us that intuition. He gives us that discernment to know his love. God, we, 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 we learn what love is through him. Yeah. And so anything else is, is just not it. And I'm just so glad that I'm getting it now, you know? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Well, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you for this conversation. Um, for Absolutely. those of you that want to definitely check out the book and support Maya on purchasing the book, you can follow her on social media. But the, uh, Maya, you said you had a website, right? That you want that people can purchase. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the website is called um, iConductHerNetwork.org. And did you need me to spell it out? Yeah, if you focus. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's uh, www.i, the letter I, and then conduct, the word her, network.org. And you can go to the menu tab, click on um, buy apparel and more, and it'll lead you to the link of the book. And so um, so the, the website is um, like a safe space for women who may have experienced um, abusive or toxic uh, relationships and situations and things of that, that nature, who may be in crisis or just need some guidance. And so I'm, I'm trying to build a safe place, a safe space, I'm sorry, for uh, women who um, just need uh, guidance, they need resources, they need, you know, maybe some coaching, maybe some life coaching and things of that nature. So I'm just putting together a website where they can go and get those things. And, you know, there'll be um, daily readings, a blog, you know, quotes that keep you um, uplifted and encouraged. So. Ooh, I'm going to have to go check me out. Well, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. So those of you that want to support her, check out her um, website. You can purchase a book on her website, but also check it out. She says it's a safe, safe space for women who may be in need. So you guys check out the, um, the website and support Maya Foster. And Maya, is there anything you want to leave the audience with before I let you go along on your way? Um, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, I hope that you guys are, you know, more eager to experience God's love the way I became eager to just thirst and hunger after his righteousness. Like, seek God, no matter what you got going on, if you're looking for love, if you if you need to be comforted, like I found out he is the greatest friend that I could ever have. He's the greatest counselor I could ever have. And he is the greatest lover that I could ever have. And so I just want you all to experience him that same way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I appreciate you today in the conversation. Um, it was like you was, you me, me and you on the same journey. So I definitely get, I definitely under, understand and connect with what you were saying so I appreciate the conversation today it was actually thank you because I was um doing a couple of devotionals and one of them was a devotional um by Mike Todd in the Bible app and it was like the marked devotional and how mm -hmm. he was talking about you know how we're marked and how um you know God has anointed us and things of that nature and then the other one that I was reading was um checking in with Michelle Williams she has like a, a five-day devotion I started that one yesterday and oh wow so crazy that the first devotional yesterday was talking about 
exactly what we're talking about. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. she was focusing on Psalms um, 139 and 14, you know, I'm fearfully and, fearfully and wonderfully made and just things of that nature. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I'm all these confirmations about things that I'm praying about. So to have this conversation today is like, woo, okay, I hear you. I hear you. So to God be the glory. Yes, like, yes. listen, let me tell you something. Like just to get confirmation from God, it, it that's amazing in itself because especially if you're the one who's doing the confirming in a sense mm -hmm. it's like you don't even have a clue that that's what you're doing like that's a part of God's love too the way he uses us the way he connects us like don't get me started all over again yeah. and <laughs> and I forgot to say yes go get the book you got to get the book y'all because yeah it, it, it'll bless your socks so I'm just saying Yes, you guys, there are so many um, awesome women a part of this project. So I definitely recommend you choose. I mean, this this series is going to be going on for a while because I have a lot of women that I've interviewed for this uh, for this anthology. So you out of any one of these women, you can choose one you want to support and definitely get the um, the book um, because they're definitely some phenomenal women, women of purpose, women who are um, just walking in and in, in the word of God and just being examples and being being um just strong women of God so I would definitely recommend as well connecting with one of these ladies and getting a copy of the devotional because it's not just like you know people telling their story but this is an actual devotional there's work that needs to be done and they have some stuff in there that will help you definitely um get started on the right path so I would definitely um um let you go now I have a couple ladies after interview um after this but I appreciate you. I thank you for being a part of the Book Felicia podcast and hopefully get a chance to, to talk talk with you another time. Wait for something Absolutely. else. Absolutely. <laughs> thank look, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so yeah, definitely. Cause you know, we got another uh, I believe another anthology coming up that I'm gonna yes. do with Timmy Call. So yes. um that one's called You're Stronger Than a Storm. So I'm looking forward to that. So you'll definitely be hearing more from me and thank you so much again for the opportunity i'm very grateful you're welcome you're welcome but i'll go ahead and let you go all right all right bye, bye. Okay, okay, okay. So I hope you enjoyed that segment with Maya Foster as she shared the purpose in her pain and her experiences in the anthology. Next up, we have Brandy Nicole Wallace, who's going to be sharing her experiences and dropping a little knowledge for you guys as well. So sit back. Let's get this one in, y'all. So I'm back. This is Alicia from the Book of Alicia, and I have another author with us today who is a part of the Discovering the Purpose in Your Pain anthology slash 28-day devotional. Um, today I have Brandy, Brandy Nicole, <laughs> Brandy <laughs> Nicole Wallace <laughs> today. And the reason why I laugh is because Dr. Tamika Hall always says Brandy Nicole. So every time I hear her <laughs> say that, I have to say that. But today I have her um, on the podcast today, um, who's going to talk about her um, discovering the purpose in her pain and um, her experience in doing the chapter and the devotional with the other ladies. So I'm going to go ahead and have her introduce herself to you guys and share a little bit about who she is and her part in her experience in the anthology. So you can go ahead and share who you are. Thank you so much, Alicia. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Brandy Nicole Wallace, and I am a uh, certified, international certified confident coach, um, an international stylist, and a certified hair loss specialist. Um, that's just very minimal because if I tell you guys all of my titles, it's almost a never ending thing. <laughs> but this, those are the top three um, major titles that I function in. And um, that really coincides with uh, um, my play as far, or my part, as far as uh, the discovering my purpose and my pain anthology. Um, so really this, uh, I, I, I was a part of the anthology because um, the, the title in itself 
really captured my attention. And I always feel as though that uh, when you come out of a painful situation, um, no matter the capacity, uh, and, and you have revelation, you have insight, you have information, um, you have a new perspective on what it is that you went through, I feel as though that you should always tell your story. And so I'm all about um, making sure that whatever I decide to do, um, I do it from a heel place, right? Um, do it from a heel place and never to be afraid of sharing my transparency when it comes to uh, painful situations. So uh, my topic in the book is called Reclaiming the Lost Soul, Reclaiming the Lost Soul. And really that is um, a step down, to be honest, that's a step down from a brand um, that I have called the Murdered Soul Beauty for Ashes. Um, I have a brand called the Murder Soul Beauty for Ashes. I actually had my first uh, conference in 2020 during the pandemic. Um, it was a virtual conference, which was very, 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 very successful. Um, and so what I did was I, I decided to piggyback um, and just really uh, title my story, Reclaiming my, the Lost Soul. I didn't really want to dive into murder soul because that is like, that could be on a whole nother level of explanation. And I wanted the devotional to be as simplistic as possible. Um, so I decided to name it Reclaiming the lost soul. And reason being is because um, what I talk about in the book or in the chapter is components that allow you to lose the very essence of who you are. So I talk about rejection. I talk about people pleasing and I talk about uh, pride. Those are the top three, three, three things that I uh, suffer with where I feel as though that were uh, most painful, but yet had the greatest impact and the greatest result when it came to uh, fulfilling my purpose. So when it comes to people pleasing, uh, I, I, I used to suffer with low self-esteem and felt as though that I needed to uh, buy love. You know, I felt as though that if I bought love, then I would get people to love me. Um, if I gave people you know, money and did things for them. They would like me for who I am, not realizing that, um, you know, being young and really not having anybody to cultivate the self-esteem part. I didn't know that, you know, you have to be true to who you are and that you don't have to buy love. And so um, I will people please. And so a lot of the people pleasing stem from rejection. You know, and so the rejection piece um, really came from just dealing with uh, certain people, uh, certain family members who uh, would call me names, uh, certain family members. I had family members who actually tortured me. And um, at the age of six, seven, and eight, they locked me in the closet and they literally tortured me. And that inflicted fear in me. And so this, I, I grew up with a lot of fear um, when, when it came to certain things. And so between the rejection and the fear, it led to me wanting to people please. And I'm thinking like, okay, I need you guys to like me. How can I get you to like me? How can I get you to love me? Because I really didn't have, um, so I thought, really true example of what love should look like especially being um, molested by family members. Um, and so, you know, you don't expect family members to touch you inappropriately, but at the same time, when you're introduced to something, um, you, you have a tendency to grow up with uh, the expectation of this is what it's supposed to be like. Um, and so once that uh, evolved from rejection and uh, people-pleasing, then the pride. And so pride actually grew over the course of the years. And it took me about literally last year, 2021, to really understand that I dealt with the spirit of pride. And that was the components of being hurt, being bitter, uh, being envious and jealous, um, things of that nature. And I know you're saying like, wow, how is she an international confident coach? But yet 
you have all of these issues and you know you're you know you you struggle with jealousy you struggle with envy and the thing about it is um i had to learn that jealousy is an emotion um and it can be a natural emotion like for example um for your spouse it is you know it is okay to be jealous uh that you don't get your spouse's attention not necessarily that your spouse is giving his or her attention to someone else but it's like wait a minute you're not giving me you know attention and your spouse can be focused on something as the football game you know or you know or if you have a wife she can be focused on you know work too much and you can actually get jealous that your spouse is giving attention to something else it doesn't necessarily have to mean another uh person so jealousy can be a natural reaction however what i understood was when you deal with unchecked insecurities that's what leads to the pride that's what leads to the jealousy that's what leads to the envy you know i wish i had that you know i wish i can do you know experience this these type of things i wish you know i could you know i had this in this relationship and you you know you you start to filter uh your perspective through the eyes of jealousy through the eyes of rejection through the eyes of envy and then you have unchecked or unhealed insecurities and so that is a great breeding 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 ground of pride and so i speak about those three components um in my book because i want women to know and men um to know that when you do not deal with rejection abandonment you're going it is going to be naturally um a natural reaction for you to want to respond in pleasing others and the word of god tells us that we are not supposed to be people pleasers like that is not something that we are supposed to do um if anything we're supposed to more so please god um and have that mindset if you know if god before me who in this world can be against me um but when we have these unchecked insecurities and we do not check the rejection and abandonment it leads us to wanting to please people and what happens is is that when we please when we uh strive or thrive to please others then that's when we walk in borderline idolatry and we start to worship these people we start to worship the idea of you know having a relationship and what happens is it shifts our mindset to really uh really get, you know get a hold of you know wanting to be accepted by this person or a group of people we have to be careful and so when we when we walk in that self uh people pleasing then it just pride just starts growing it just it just starts building and building now i'm easily offended cuz one of the things i asked the lord last year when he exposed pride to me i asked him i said well how did i get here um because i'm starting to feel real like some type of way and i've never been a jealous person because i grew up in a privileged home where i really didn't have to want for anything <laughs> you know so you know designer clothes shoes um everything love affection my dad you know took me on daddy daughter date so it's like okay how did i end up here because i definitely had love and affection so you know especially from a father so it's like okay how did i become so um prideful and the lord told me i didn't deal with my offenses when i would get offended I wouldn't deal with it. I suppressed it. And if I suppressed it, then I got angry, then the anger turned into rage, the rage turned into unforgiveness, the unforgiveness turned into bitterness, the bitterness and 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 as you can see, it just kept opening the door to other spirits and mindset. And so I actually had to go on a 3 to 4 week detox, spiritual detox and really detox myself. And so that's one of the things I talk about Well, how do I combat all these things? And one of the points that I speak about in the book is really diving in, studying where I live. 
And at that moment, I lived in a realm of pride. And so therefore, I had to read scriptures on pride. I had to know what God said about pride. I had to know what his viewpoint was about pride. And then I would, you know, look at um, sermons about pride and rejection and any and everything that I could possibly deal with in that moment to make me lose the essence of my true identity because that's what the murder soul is about and I talk about it I touch on the murder soul just like when I say a tad bit like it's literally like a one sentence hitter and it's just really losing the vitality and the essence of who you are and so when you are wrapped up and tied up and and entangled in all these things you lose your soul you your soul is lost you don't have an identity. You're struggling with identity crisis. You don't know who you are. Um, you don't know what to do. You don't know which way to go. You you cause yourself to open doors to false connections, uh, pseudo relationships. Um, you 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 are double minded, and we know that the Word of God tells us that a double minded man is unstable in all his ways, and so you then have instability, and so. I had to really dive in and really learn to just study where I live. And like currently right now, just being transparent, um, I learned that I have a control issue. And when I speak about control, it's not necessarily like that Jezebelic uh, (laughs) control, but more so the control where because I've been hurt, I need to control the narrative of my life. I need to control the narrative of the situation. If something doesn't go my way, then I, you know, I, um, I lose control. You know, if I, if I don't like something, I snap, you know, and I'm really working on that now. So that's where I'm living at now, where I'm studying the fruit of the spirit, which is one of those uh, fruit is self-control. And so I read a lot of Bible plans on self-control because I have to, it's a ongoing process. So once you understand rejection. Okay. I got past rejection. Once I got past the people pleasing, once I got past the pride, uh oh, there's something else I have to deal with because there was so many layers of, um, you know, of, of, of fleshly mindsets that were resonating in my soul. And so I have to clean my soul out. And so that's where I am today is now dealing with the spirit of self-control and is, and trust me, not perfect yet, but it was like, you know, I, you know, I, I had a situation where I did not exemplify self-control and I was like, today, I was like, you know what, God, I got to get back in the word. I got to get back to my prayer points because I need, I can't do it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, I, I was, I was just, I was really in tune. I was going to ask you, how do you, okay. For someone who is feeling like something's not right, but they can't pinpoint or even acknowledge it or say that, you know, this is rejection or this is pride. Like, how do you help someone understand even what it is to even start that process of naming? That's a good, that's a good question. For so long, I did not know what I was dealing with. So two things. Um, so The first thing is listen to what people are telling you. If you keep Mm -hmm. hearing the same thing over and over again, even if it's one person, for me, it was my husband. My husband kept telling me the same thing over and over and over and over. And because I was listening to him through the ears of offense, um, it was hard for me to receive, but it took one day for me to just really not be offended and Mm -hmm. allow him to say it one more time and it was like it just seemed like he said the same thing (laughs) but once I understood like hold on wait a minute this makes sense now let me start work I gotta work on this area so you gotta remove so you you gotta listen to what people are telling you and if some even if it's one person if they're telling you the same thing over and over again remove the spirit of offense and try to look at it from their point of view take a look again that, I would say that was number one. Number two is this, you know, for me, like, let's just say you don't have anybody that's telling you the same thing over and over again. 
because I've had that happen too, where nobody has really told me about myself until I met my husband. Mm. My husband's the only one that, that will tell me about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and it's, and it's hard, but when you don't have people that tell you about yourself, then the thing about it is I would advise them to speak to someone, even someone like me as a confident coach. And what I would do in our session would more so say, what are some issues that you struggle with? Like, what are your likes and dislikes? You know, in a relationship, what are your dislikes? And it helps me to get to the bottom of the symptom. Like, okay, so this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing fear. Because all a person has to do is talk long enough and it's just really easy to filter out what it is that they're not saying. Yeah. So you got to hear, you have to have an ear to hear of what they are not saying. My father taught me that a long time ago. And so when people talk and they, you know, they get it out and things of that nature, it's like, okay, so this is what you're really saying, because this is what I hear. And the minute that I repeat back to them, what they said, what they really said without saying it, they're like, oh my God, yes. Because some pop, some people don't know how to, communicate their issues they don't know how to really work through them even myself you know I had to see a therapist to really help me work through some of the stuff that my husband shared with me you know I, I needed a, a, a professional voice you know a coach you know somebody to coach me through my emotions and feelings you know depending on the scenario so that would be my recommendation yeah and I think it I think what you said is important to take away the defensiveness, like don't hear it, don't hear it in a way that's going to make you feel like you have to defend yourself, but yeah. just hear it from a place of someone really just trying to help you see something or like, I guess, have your best interests, mm -hmm. not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily wanting to put you down or upset you, but just trying to get you see something from a, a different perspective. Yeah. Um, how do you, I guess, how do you not be so hard on yourself knowing these <laughs> things? <laughs> I can see myself being like going down a whole other rabbit hole because now I'm beating myself up for recognizing that I'm all these things. Let me tell you <laughs> that right there is key. That, that was key for me yeah. because when the Lord exposed the pride to me, and then I went back to my husband, I was like, you know, hun, babe, this is what the Lord showed me. I'm so sorry. Like, I was like breaking down Paul. I'm like, oh my God, babe. Like, I'm so sorry. You know, that I didn't listen to. Like, I was like, I was broken. Like, you know what the word says? Like the broken and contrite heart, right? Yes. Self-forgiveness. Yes. You have to forgive yourself. It is not the end of the world, even though when you get the revelation, the information and the insight that this is what you've been dealing with. And especially when you know that you, I mean, you're beautiful, your hair is on point, you know, you got career going for yourself. You got degrees, you got money, you got all of these things that make up the outer part of you. And, 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 and for most parts, like a lot of your success does exemplify what goes on in the inside partially however there's still another part of you that don't do life as well as those successful areas of your life and so that's the part that we feel as though that we are so hard because it's like how can I be so prideful and I'm a confident coach how can I be you know so you know suffering from fear and I talk about courage and confidence all the time and you know I, I minister and I pray gifts and callings are without repentance like you can still function in your call um and still have some areas of opportunity or area where you sin and fall short you're still called it doesn't take away the call it doesn't disqualify you I was still functioning in the prophetic and still had a pair of uh, spirit of pride. But when God finally broke me down, I said, now, what do you want me to do? He said, now I want you to talk about it. He said, I want you to testify. He said, and I want you to teach other prophets, mm. you know, that, you know, that bitterness is a breeding ground for a prophet to become a witch. Mm. And so, and, and really 
do witchy things and your prayers are harmful and you know and things of that nature so I will say forgive yourself and forgive yourself quickly like okay this is what it is and as long as you're willing to change it as long as you're willing to invest the word of God and create prayer points and spend time with Holy Spirit then the thing about it is let him love on you from that broken and contrite place and submit to the process of being healed. That's the issue. Your process needs your participation. And so if you're not willing to participate with your process and heal, you're going to always be irritated and frustrated. Forgive yourself and participate with your process and move on, like, and move on quickly. It's okay. Trust me, you you want to live. It is not the end of the world. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. Forgive yourself because I think that's, it's always harder for us to go easy on ourselves and forgive us for the things that we know aren't always the best. And I guess it's because we, we're our worst enemy. Like we know, we know the good, bad and ugly. So it's hard for us to forgive, but that's, that's a, I like that. Definitely forgive yourself. I like that. Thank you for that. Um, All right. So, well, share with the audience where they can follow you on social media, where they can support you and get your, um, a copy of the book from you and all those good things. Yes. Yes. So um, what you can do is um, if you want a copy of the book, just simply email me at info at I am Brandy Nicole. That's B-R-A-N-D-I-N-I-C-H-O-L-E.com. Info at I am Brandy Nicole.com. You can follow me on all social media platforms. I am Brandy Nicole. That is on Facebook. You'll um, come into my Brandy Nicole International page on Facebook, as well as uh, my Instagram. I am Brandy Nicole. So I'm all things. I am Brandy Nicole. And I am Brandy Nicole.com. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, before I let you go, is there any last words that you want to leave the audience with before I let you go tonight? Actually, I do. So I want to kind of kill this, um, this, this, there's been a saying, do it afraid, right? Um, And I really don't like that phrase anymore. Because again, as you evolve, um, as you spend time with this Holy Spirit and in, in your word, you begin to hear certain things that are contradictory, right? And so the word of God tells us that he has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And so that phrase, daughter free, actually, um, that scripture trumps, you know, and throw away daughter free. If anything, I will say, do it with confidence and courage. Mm. Do it with confidence and courage. One thing that I understand about having confidence and courage is the power in planning and preparation, preparation and planning. If you prepare and you plan, you open the door to uh, operate in courage and in confidence. And really your courage and confidence grows because you're putting the necessary plan of action um, in motion and you're executing. And so as long as you're executing all of your goals, then you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you and do it with confidence and courage. So I wanted to leave you with that. Never, ever do anything afraid because God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you. I love that. I'm, before I go, I have to say something like that. I, I'm thankful for you for saying that because last year, that was actually like, my phrase I was like I'm just gonna do it afraid I'm just scared I'm doing afraid and and I was like um looking back on just the things that I did decide to do and I'm like why was I why was I even what was I afraid of like why was I even saying I was afraid just looking back on all the things that I kept saying I'm just gonna do it afraid I'm I'm like it wasn't really it was nothing to I'm so thankful that 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 because now (laughs) I'm going to use that as my go-to phrase because at the end of the day, when you look back on it, it was nothing to be afraid of anyway. So I don't even know. Yeah. So I like that. (laughs) I like that. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, I will let you go for the night. I appreciate you. I enjoyed your conversation today. So yes. I really, I was like, you had me like locked in. <laughs> awesome. You had me locked in. So um, I really appreciated you tonight. So I will go ahead and let you go. That's all we have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let me stop. So that concludes the episode in Discovering the Purpose in My Pain Conversations with Women of Purpose series. Please, please, please make sure you connect with the ladies who have joined us today via their social media handles and websites they have provided to you. Don't forget to follow me at The Book of Alicia as well as like my Facebook page, The Book of Alicia. You can also check out my blog at www.aliciashavon.com. That's www.aleshashevon.com where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts as well as purchase books that I have available and other merchandise. Until next time, y'all, I'm out. Be blessed.